hey, this is Angie Hooper with Happy at Law. And if you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my friend, Scott Ferguson. Time to Shine Today, Varsity Squad. Welcome to episode 106. And today I get to bring on my really good friend, Angie Hooper. She's from Happy at Law. And what she does is she works with attorneys that might be facing burnout or just kind of have strayed from their core values. And she helps them get back and find and then level up their business. And it finds out that a lot of them go back to providing even better service than they did before. Uh, She reminds us to celebrate along the way everything's especially if you're getting to where you really want to go. And one thing that she said that really resonated with me was happiness is a skill set. So you can learn to be happy, but also misery is too. So choose to be happy. Feed the happiness. So sit back, relax, break out your notebooks, because here comes my friend, Angie Hooper from Happy at Law. Hey, 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 time to shine today. Varsity Squad, it is Scott Ferguson. And if you've listened to any of my other podcasts before, the the one route I always wanted to take, it's just I hated school, was becoming an attorney. I always have talked about it. Most of my friends that I hang out with in South Florida are all practicing attorneys. And a lot of my friends, even where I'm from in Detroit, Michigan, are practicing attorneys as well. And they're always like, Fergie, man, I can't believe you never took the leap. And I just like, man, I can't sit in class. I, you know, I sat on a boat in the middle of the ocean for months at a time. And that was enough kind of a uh, really soul searching that I ever wanted to do to never really wanted to become an attorney. But we have somebody that as an attorney, you're going to go through a lot of grind. You're going to go through a lot of moral thoughts that you don't know which way to think. And as, as you get higher up in the corporate ladder or the attorney ladder, um, you will need somebody like my good friend, Angie Hooper. And she has uh, the company Happy at Law. So what she does is she will take kind of, I'm going to say it my way, and then I'm going to let her talk about it. Basically, you know, burnt out attorneys in a sense, and then level them up and find their passion again. She helps high achieving professionals reduce stress and burnout by discovering their value driven purpose and applying it to their careers. For 22 years, she represented international energy, mining and manufacturing companies as a corporate lawyer for complex commercial transactions and hired and managed dozens of outside lawyers and law firms, billing millions of dollars in legal fees. Her mission is to demystify the legal industry, increase happiness, and help you fall in love with your life again. And Angie, thank you so, so much for coming on. I'd love you to come on and introduce yourself to the Time to Shine Today squad. But first, what emoji do you use the most while you're texting? Oh, good golly. It's the celebration emoji with the party hat. <laughs> the party hat. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Nothing. can you believe that? Because <laughs> and you said why? that, people. Yeah, um, <laughs> it is because if we don't celebrate along the way, we actually won't get to where we're going. That's right. That's right. Yeah. She's you, already you have to the coach. big goal. Yeah, you have the big goal, right? Like right, that. Right. You keep your eyes on that, but along the way, you got to fuel the engine. You've got to have that celebration to keep your motivation up and to know that you're making progress, even if it doesn't look like that. Love today. it. Love it. And what's your favorite color? Um, right now, I'm super digging purple. Um, of course, my... Um, you better have said purple because yeah. all of your awesome... If you're, if oh. you're seeing her on 
uh, on YouTube, po- folks. I mean, she's a beautiful woman. She's very oh. you, like well put together. But if you look at any of her social media, it's purple. So I was hoping you're going to say purple. Purple's regal. Yeah. Purple is royal. And it fits yes. you perfectly. Awesome. Oh, thank you, my friend. Um, purple is also, speaking of regal, purple yeah. is the color of our crown chakra. It's sacredness. It is spirituality. And if you think about, um, it's funny, I have this uh, painting. Uh, this is one of my boyfriend's pieces, but it's funny I have this painting behind me for the folks that are watching on YouTube with the blue, because this was my favorite color for a long time. Mm-hmm. When I was really digging into finding my voice, finding my my aligning my will sure. with my purpose and my practice and if you take that and you up level it that's where the purple comes in love it and yeah. so folks an attorney that <laughs> has built millions of dollars just said the words crown chakra so, <laughs> anyways listen let, let's get to the origins let's get into the yeah. uh, nuts and bolts of where you kind of started you mm-hmm. know maybe law school forward and then the origins of happy at law Yeah. Um, Funny thing about my law school experience, I put it off for a year because my idea of the stereotype of a lawyer was a person who was like a hired gun, like a mercenary, um, a person who didn't have a moral compass. It was my prejudice, so to speak, about lawyers. And I had to take a year to really think about, first off, did I believe that was true? And it's not true. And that's part of what Happy at Law is about. Secondly, even if that were true for some lawyers, mm-hmm. what was it about me as a lawyer that I was being called to bring to the profession? And so the time when I was in-house, um, I would say a lot of that time for me was about teaching and mentoring and counseling. And I would work with my commercial people. And my goal was always, number one, I'm going to understand what you want. And then I'm going to ask you what you really want. And then we're going to figure out what you really, really want. And then we're going to write the contract. Because awesome. if you start right. with the document, yeah, yeah, right. you're going you're gonna to derail. because, And you can do that with counterparties. You can do that with loved ones. When you Love figure it. out what people really want, then you can have a really authentic conversation. Also ask them what they have. Also, yeah. like they have to know what they already have, right? Is right. What, like that's what a right. friend of mine says, you know, you have to ask them what they have. And then exactly what you just said, what you want, because you, she's a go-giver, folks. You know, Angie's a go-giver. Where did you do your law school? I went to Southern Methodist University down in Dallas. SMU, huh? Yeah, go ponies. One of my favorite running backs of all time, Eric Dickerson, went there. So Yeah, well, I was there after the uh, football team got dismantled. (laughs) That's awesome. Awesome. So how did you kind of come into the happy at law? Um, wanting to really level up attorneys and kind of push them forward and other business leaders as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I spent so many years feeling like I had the greatest adventure ever as a lawyer. I love practicing law. I feel like it is the most amazing way to impact the world, but I look around and I see lawyers struggle and there, there is real suffering out there amongst high achieving, highly educated, successful, wonderful people that just don't have a framework to see law as a great adventure instead of a grind. And honestly, I think it comes partly from the way we're trained as lawyers. And if you remember that old, old movie where the professor says, I'm going to make you think like a lawyer, Mm -hmm. um, there is something to that. You know, law school trains us to think in a certain way and to see the world in a certain way. But 
what law school doesn't do is help us circle back around to align our spirit and our purpose with that thinking like a lawyer. So when I look around and I see, um, I had a general counsel at one job who's just was passionate about the law. He was passionate about fun. I had a partner at a law firm when I was a baby, baby lawyer who absolutely loved being a lawyer. And the difference between them and some of the folks I see now is they really brought it together. They had their sense of purpose. They were aligned with their spirit and their mind. And that's how they practice law. Love that. I love that. So you can take people. You, I was looking for that word compass when I earlier when I said you might run into kind of moral issues as being an attorney because some people, you know, they there's a side of the law just like in real estate. There's a side of it that can get, lack of a better term, ugly a little bit, and their moral compass kind of yeah. will pull real estate agents a different way with attorneys. So are those the kind of attorneys that you're kind of wanting to search out where they're kind of stuck? With that yeah. moral compass, if you will, yes, folks, I just did air quotes. Sorry, um, <laughs> you're listening. That moral compass, if you will, is, are those the kind of a, maybe a perfect client? If I was out networking, and yeah, that would be a perfect client because part of what we're about is helping people make the connection between what they do as a lawyer and their purpose in the world. So, um, I I have one lawyer that I coach from time to time who is in a position to make real impact at the level she's at in a corporation. But every other week, she wants to know, should she be doing something, quote, that matters? And I'm thinking, you are in the place to move the needle, right? And so um, I I started to tell you the story earlier about my first in-house job was at a big energy company that had a lot of contracts with a company called Enron. If you guys, if that rings a bell for anybody, um, <laughs> you know, the, the movie smartest guys in the room, check it New out. Star. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and we, we had the experience of having a different business model where our contracts were built around physical assets, but being caught in the jet wash of a company that wasn't being, being upfront and wasn't doing the right thing. Right. And so when you look at those two examples, there were lawyers that drafted those documents for Enron. Sure. So how did that happen? What is it about zealous advocacy for the client, as we say as lawyers, versus knowing who you are, knowing your values, having the courage to stand up in the room and say, this is not okay, or let's do a different thing. And right. that was basically how I started my career. Okay. Yeah. And then in the years since then, lawyers have a lot of ethical obligations that people kind of don't realize, even just in terms of things like if you happen to be a lawyer who works for a publicly traded company and in the sort of post Enron world, you're not allowed anymore to not blow the whistle. Like me personally as in-house counsel would have an obligation to, to call the Securities and Exchange Commission or talk to a board member. Absolutely. So to have the courage to recognize when that moment comes, if, you know, heaven forbid it comes for you, knowing what you're willing to do to live your values and having a plan for how that's going to happen gives you a sense of comfort and courage that you can't get by just reading the rules or winging it or your way through. So when, when an attorney wants to level up, and they reach out to Happy at Law. What is your protocol 
to help them find their blind spot? Yeah, so we're doing two things right now. Um, we will do some one-on-one -on -one sessions if they just want to work through really drilling down and identifying those core values. Once you know those core values that speak to your soul, and most people are looking for three to five really critical values. And then because we're lawyers, we love a good definition, right? <laughs> so if I say I have a core value of stewardship, that might mean something different to you than it does to me. So we actually define what that value means and how we put that in action. Lord. And so when you can make that leap where you can take your core value and tie it to what you do every day at your desk, you change the whole experience of it. You I love that. I love yeah. Drilling into your core values. But what if you get an attorney, which I want my attorneys to have big ego. I'm sorry. Like if you're <laughs> like, I have a, a pretty substantial real estate portfolio and stuff. And I have yeah. attorneys in place to make sure that that's protected. When they come yeah. to happy at law, what do you do for them to where you're not tearing down their ego, but still leveling them up? There's got to be an art to that. Am I my ask oh yeah yeah right? yeah yeah but you want yeah. them to be still be a killer mm -hmm. when they need to be right. right but well and and i would say killer is is an interesting word to think about that because <laughs> right. if you look at actual bar association rules they'll talk about zealous advocacy that's kind of the phrase that they use for the for the bar association rules and as an attorney you take on that obligation for zealous advocacy for your client and what you need to know is where, what, how does that come into play? What does zealous advocacy look like? So for instance, for somebody with a big real estate portfolio, is zealous advocacy pushing through something that maybe shouldn't, you know, maybe looks a little weird, doesn't feel quite right in your tummy, like your spidey sense is zinging on it, <laughs> but making it happen? Love it. Some people feel like that's zealous advocacy. Other people might say, circling back to the client and saying, here are the issues. Here's the logical consequence if we go down this road. Let's talk about who you are, client, as a person, as a business. Let's make sure what we're doing aligns with your values, too. Love that. I love it. That, that's yeah. fantastic. But still have that, for lack of a better word, again, edge. Instead of saying killer, still keep yeah. the edge. But put yeah. the client's values first. And while they're still, you're still driven down to their core values mm -hmm. to help them level up those as well that, that's fantastic i love what you guys do over there because i have yeah it's about it's about sorry it's about this alignment as well right mm -hmm. so if you if you are not aligned with the activity you're doing it's going to take you longer it's going to be harder mm. it's going to not work the way you want it to work when love you're it. aligned with your values and your soul and your head and you know your experience and your logic your knowledge it's all just going to go more smoothly Love You're going it. to communicate to your clients differently because you know those things about yourself. Love that, Angie. That's fantastic. Love it. Love it. Love that. So be aligned with your values within your head, body, soul, which right. is going to make not only you happy, but your clients are probably going to be a little bit happier as well. So that's, oh yeah. That, yeah. They awesome. know, so, they know when you're full of baloney. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, having yeah. a legal client oh, is yeah, like I having a kid. Yeah. 
yeah. bullshit radar, excuse my language, <laughs> but I do have that when I'm being told. So I'm just like, give it to me straight, man. You know, yeah. I'm the type that they can, but I have other people that work for me that they have to do act a little differently. And, you know, that's why I need to maybe send some of those attorneys to mm-hmm. you. <laughs> well, and what you said earlier about people being worried, you know, that first of all, the imposter syndrome is massive, right? Like yeah. that's, that's just kind of a thing that's entered the, the culture right now, like sure. imposter syndrome. But I think what it comes down to is when you are a high achiever and you are constantly surrounded by high achievers mm-hmm. and you've been trained to compete, you can lose track of what you've accomplished so easily, which is the reason for the celebration emoji. True. Yeah. Right. Like right. you just lose the thread and you right. think, oh man, I only made this much money last year, which is middle of the road for your peers, maybe. Right. And you don't think, oh my gosh, I made 10 times the average income for my county. Right. 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 So there's a bit of your own. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that lets you actually be happy for other people. Love it. Tell us about a fail. Oh, um, get juicy here. I want to hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you. Yeah. Um, every time I have tried to be smart about my career, I absolutely <laughs> stepped in it. When I follow, like when I like turned my spidey sense loose and like, oh, that looks interesting. Um, so one thing that happened was about, I was baby lawyer in the law firm and um, I, I don't do litigation. <laughs> Right. My first job out of school was kind of an old school law firm where they were like, oh, we're going to let you work on everything and figure out what you want to do, which was amazing for my career and my life. But it was completely <laughs> confusing right. and, you know, chaotic at the time. So I had this partner who was like, hey, go, uh, go, go research what we need to do for this piece of litigation. And I went out and dug in and found all this great, great case law. You know, we're going to get, it was a contract dispute and um, forgot to go to the basic, like, oh, are we allowed to make this argument? Cause we didn't put it in the original petition. <laughs> yeah. So I tripped up on a procedural thing and um, funny story about that guy uh, at the, at that law firm had a really um, passive aggressive way of giving feedback. You would return to your office one day in the middle of the summer and you would have a brown manila envelope with paper feedback forms in it. I hope they do this. I mean, this was, you know, a couple of decades right, ago. Right. So hopefully they're doing differently now. Um, and that partner had written some really like personally insulting things on the form. And then wow. I ended up running into him at church every <laughs> Sunday. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, he was on committees. I mean, you know, um, ran into him at church over and over and over again, passed him in the hallway after I'd left the firm. Mm-hmm. And one day I was walking down the hallway and I thought, there's a reason this keeps happening. And mm-hmm. so every time I saw him after that, I would say, I love you and I forgive you. And I'm so happy to be surrounded by teachers and mentors in my head. <laughs> right. right. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Got and it. within a few weeks, all of a sudden, I like, I haven't seen that guy in years. <laughs> right. <laughs> but until I addressed my core discomfort, he was going to keep popping up. Right. He probably would have moved in next door to me if I hadn't have done that. Right. <laughs> you go. Here's some more comfort for you. Right. Love it. Right. Right. Let's get in our uh, let's get in our DeLorean with Marty McFly. Let's go back mm. to the 22 year old Angie. Yeah. What kind of knowledge nuggets are you dropping on her with the experience that you have now? 
help her shorten her learning curve, level, level yeah. up. Yeah. Number one, when your ish- intuition speaks, listen. Wow. And then do it. Wow. A nice. Core. Core. Learned it the hard way. Learned from my pain. <laughs> well, I hear you. I hear it. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you overanalyze stuff. The same thing in the, the real estate business as well. Yep. Love that. So when you're starting to bring in people to Happy at Law as, as clients, are there any good questions that you wish they would ask you but never do? I wish they would ask me what's possible, right? To come with the mindset of like, there's so many people who just think suffering is inevitable, you know, oh, well, that's just life. I would really love for them to come in and say, how can I have a a mind full of possibility? Because that is a a game-changing way to start anything. Sure. Yeah, and you know, even TR, the, the old Tony Robbins will say, you know, pain is life, suffering's a choice, which yeah. that really kind of changed my life with a lot of my backstory and moving forward and not having to yeah. really suffer as much. So, Angie, we talk a lot about the dash here and time to shine today. Mm-hmm. You know, that little line in between your life date and death date. How do you want yours to be remembered? Maybe your legacy statement. How do you want that dash remembered? I would like people to remember that love always came first. With the clients, love came first. And that's not a thing you're going to hear lawyers talk about. No, that, that's amazing that you said that. You're still, like, I know you were, used the word, you know, I use the word killer, but you can <laughs> still see that you are zestfully advocating for your clients but that you're doing it now from a place of service and love, or maybe you always did. And that's what you really want other people to do. And that, that that's just fantastic. So what is the big B I G thing that Angie wants to, to accomplish? Um, well, nothing like a big goal, right? Like I want to move the needle on lawyer happiness in the profession. Like I, I, I'm kind of about to save the profession, actually. There was a 2016 study done by the American Bar Association and the Betty Ford Institute Mm -hmm. that showed just heartbreaking levels of stress, anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, burnout. And that is no way to live. You know, um, everybody's probably heard that quote from Shakespeare, the first thing we need to do is kill all the lawyers. <laughs> right. But I don't think people realize that's a misquote. It's taken out of context. Right. The character who says that is the person who's been trying to become the tyrant. It's mm-hmm. like, if you want to bring down the downfall of this democratic republic, this, right. this democratic city, right. kill lawyers. Right. But right. the thing is, we're kind of doing that now. We've got them so stressed out and burned out and in a sense, despairing that mm-hmm. law isn't what they thought it was going to be. Right. So if we can bring that dream back to life, sure. you know, what was it that you wanted to accomplish? And I'll, hey, listen, making money as a lawyer is great. It's fun. That is, <laughs> it is totally fine to live your divine purpose and have a nice house and a nice car. Absolutely. Like, there, yeah. You know, so um, a lot of the lawyers I talk to think, oh, well, I just, you know, add to corporate America. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I'm not out saving, you know, immigration law, helping sure. kids at the border, I'm not doing what, whatever their passion is. 
but the thing is, um, I used to have a, a client avatar in my head, mm-hmm. not a, not a, like a business guy client avatar, but sometimes I'd be sitting in my office and we'd be working on something and it was like a indemnity provision and a contract or whatever. It's something that you might be inclined to think was a little dry. <laughs> right. And I would think about a little old lady who has her teacher retirement or her firefighter retirement or her pension invested in a big pension fund that it invested in our company stock. How could I make sure that our filings were good, our risk profile was good? How could I make sure that we were going to do right by her so that she had food on her table and heat in the winter? Got it. I love that big thing. That's fantastic. I had a name for her and everything. but. So what's your definition of a life well-lived? Um, to always have taken the most out of the opportunity when you could find it. Love so that. it's, yeah, it's, it's to do your best, but people say that sometimes with a flavor of excuse, like, well, I did my best gotcha. as opposed to, I'm doing my best. Like, this is the best I've got. And there's going to be a day once in a while where the best you've got is terrified, sure. weepy, stressed out. <laughs> and there are going to be some days when the best you've got is a miracle on two feet. So. Love that. Love it. It's true. And it'll show up out of the blue, too. That miracle yeah. stuff. So what's three things that Angie can't live without? Um, <laughs> uh Espresso, okay. <laughs> my espresso cool. machine, um, my loved ones, and I'm including the Great Dane puppies in in, in my family, um, and uh, and my divine purpose, my calling, Got my it. calling to help these lawyers. Yeah. Love that. That's so beautiful to hear. So as we kind of wind things down just a little bit here, and you would like to go into our level up lightning round. Now, I know yeah. you're an attorney and you'll love to talk. I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. You got five seconds to okay. answer these. You can answer them all within five seconds. Um, no explanations, just the answers. We ready? Yeah. Awesome answer. What's the best leveling up advice you've ever received? Walk in the room like you've got the right to be there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my, my, I digress there. Walk in the room like you got the right to be there. Love it. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Uh, coffee in the morning on the back porch listen to the wind blow. Oh, that's awesome. Kind of really, really, okay. Well, we'll leave it there. Okay. Recommend a book, not the one you're reading now, not the flavor of the month. What's that one book? Like mine's Andy Andrews, the traveler's gift or Bob Berg's the go-giver. What's the one book? Oh, okay. Sacred contracts by Carolyn Mace. M Y S S. Gotcha. M Y S S. M Y S S. Okay. I'm going to put that in the show notes. Peeps. And it's, so, it's not a law book, I should say. No, no, no. If she, if she reads it, we're going to put it out there. So if you could be one age for the rest of your life, and, and don't say now, mm. if you could be one age physically for the rest of your life and still continue to gain knowledge and wisdom, what would it be? 42. 42? Love it. Love yeah. it. Love it. I'm a little bit younger, I would say. Mine would be like 32. <laughs> <laughs> You know, once I kind of hit the 40s, I'm almost 50. But once I hit the 40s, it was like, you know, whoa. Yeah. But uh, well, I, I was 35. Too. Yeah, I was 35 when I had my daughter. Okay. So the wisdom that came out of that. Uh-huh. And then, you Love know. Love it. Yeah. Love it. So what's your 
favorite organization or charity you like to give your time and or money to? Uh, Make-A-Wish. Okay. Uh, I was on the board of Make-A-Wish Oklahoma for six years and love it. Love it. Beautiful. It's great, great, great community to be a part of. I've actually um, helped out as well with Make-A-Wish. Fantastic. So last question, kind of hard, but it's the best decade of music, 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? Oh, um, 80s rock, but 90s alternative like yeah 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 yeah. we can hang out anytime (laughs) love it love it so how can we find you uh angiehooper.com if you want to book a call to find out more about getting some support for your happiness as a lawyer and we are rolling out an online course that is opening for enrollment this week so um very excited to to help more people that way so angiehooper.com you can book a call there Love it. And you have like a, a group coaching. Is that what we're kind of talking about right now? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're rolling out a group coaching program. You'll get some support, but we're going to work through those five shifts that you're going to need to clarify your values, to um, define your purpose, to build that framework so that you can be the person you want to be and the successful lawyer that you want to be, bring it it. back into alignment. So that is going to be Happy at Law. And for more information about that, you can search for the Happy at Law Facebook group on Facebook and uh, request to be a member there and we'll, we'll get just some more information. And I'll have that in the show notes as well, folks. So just kind of just scroll down from where you're at and uh, we'll be able to get there. So leave us with one last knowledge nugget that you want the Time to Shine Today Varsity Squad to take with them, internalize, and put into action. Yeah. Happiness is a skill set that you can learn. Misery is also a skill set you can learn. And that's (laughs) probably the one you've been training, but yeah, happiness is a skill set that you can learn. I love that. Love it. Love it. Wow. Folks squad. You've just had like really a a full, if you look in here, I got just notes (laughs) coming out of everywhere with my good friend, Angie Hooper here from happy at law. You know, she, she reminds us that law should be an adventure and not so much a grind, you know, in, drill down, really drill down and find your core values. And she said there's three to five of them. And I'm not going to reshare them here. What I want you to do is look in the show notes and reach out to Angie herself and go to angiehooper.com. And she'll be happy to take that call with you. You know, listen to your intuition. If your gut's telling you to do something and it's your moral compass is right, then go after it and do it. If you're starting to work with a coach like Angie or any coach, if you have one out there, which I strongly recommend, no matter where you're at in life to get a coach, ask them, what is possible for me? And Mm -hmm. she's a person that says, you know, love always comes first. She wants to move the needle uh, of happiness within the attorney world. And she reminds us that happiness is a skill set that you can learn. But she also reminded us that happy or so is misery is a skill set you can learn. So make sure you feed that happiness. And lastly, what she blew me away with is walk into the room like you have the right to be there. And that's something that a lot of people struggle with. And I've struggled with as well. But if you're struggling with anything, and especially if you're an attorney, please reach out to Angie or reach out to me. I'd be happy to give you a personal introduction. Angie is so humble yet hungry. She levels up her health, levels up her wealth. I thank you so, so much for coming on, Angie, and we look forward to having you on again very soon. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast, probably brought to you by Sutter & Nugent Real Estate, real estate excellence, who can be reached at 
249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you are a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, let's level up. It's our time to shine.